This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Woo-wee, we got the Houston Texans going into Baltimore here. Baltimore are 10-point favorites that is the biggest line of the week and is the over under is that 43 and a half uh baltimore though was not very good last year at being the spread they're actually six and ten that includes games where lamar jackson was healthy now it was a different it's a different team different offense different everything and houston's not that great i have a hard time believing baltimore doesn't cover this matchup what do you think adam I think I'm on the same page with you. I think this is a, a Texans team that's going to take a little bit to ramp up. I think that they are, you know, in an upward trajectory from last year. I, I think by the end of the season, this could be one of those teams that, uh, you know, you don't want to see if you're you're a game or two out of the playoffs and you're trying to, you know, keep alive. You, you know, they, you see them on your schedule. That might be a, a bit scary. They could get hot. But right now, I'm not too too concerned about them this should be a a, a breeze for for baltimore and i tend to agree with you so we're, we're gonna bet baltimore covering at 10 points even though the big line aquatic aquatic beasts sorry i screwed that up uh thoughts on trading mike williams and justin fields for jalen hurts chris you got thoughts there yeah, I'm not really pulling the trigger on that unless you have some incredible depth at receiver. I mean, I think that Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. He's number two on my board, but he's not that much higher than Justin Fields on my board. You're not seeing a huge amount of upside compared to the two. You're giving up Mike Williams with the Justin Herbert offense that should be opened up now. They actually should pass the ball quite often and not just continue to dunk, dunk the ball down the field. So I like Mike Williams' opportunity with Justin Fields more than like just Jalen Hurts. I think the key point there is that Justin Fields, I don't think, is actually that much of a decrease from Jalen Hurts. In fact, you're, you drafted Justin Fields to be the guy who can be Jalen Hurts this year at a cheaper price tag. So why not see that throw? I'm also not really big on making trades before week one uh, either. Kind of let's, let's see how your teams play out before we start jumping the gun here. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you're going to start him in this matchup against Houston, obviously. Uh, my rank on him is sixth, though, compared to ECR two. So I do want to explain why I'm a little bit lower. While, yes, this is a Todd Mocking team that's going to run the ball less, this could be a one-half game. And with, with that, Chris? And you hate Todd Mocking. You could just say it. Oh, and I, and I hate Todd Mocking. Yeah. Down to. yeah. Go ahead. And I hate Todd Mocking. That's part of it. But th- this could be a – this is more about game script and hating Todd Mocking, okay? And in my defense, like I said, it could be a one-half game. So how much are you going to pressure push Lamar in that second half to really go for the jugular? That's why I got him at six. It's more based on the, the, the game scripts. Because when you look at the other quarterbacks, like Josh Allen, who's playing against the Jets, that's going to be a four-quarter game. Jalen Hurts playing against the Patriots, that's a four-quarter game. Burrow against Cleveland, four-quarter game. Herbert against the Dolphins, four-quarter game. And all those games are expected to have higher over-under game scripts on top of it. I'm going with game flow. So I just want to put that out there. Anybody want to want to fight me on that? No? I will. Okay, go ahead. Wait, well, hold on. Let me let me hit it for you. Hi, right, Chris. I don't know if, I don't know if we need a showdown. I'm not going to fight you too hard on this one, but I will point <laughs> out that you have a brand new offense in in Baltimore. They're playing in Baltimore. You got receivers like OBJ, you got Zay Flowers, you got a lot of guys who just got to this team. They're going to look to show out at home. And Lamar wants to get up a little big, 
that's when it's hard to tackle Lamar and he breaks off those huge runs. So for me, this is a guy that I'm not worried about the game getting out of control because I think they're going to call the dogs offensively. And Lamar has a chance to kind of, once the, you know, you broke your back, you get tired of stop, you know, tackling him. Next thing you know, he's 80 yards down the field, another big play. So I, I'm not necessarily going to write off Lamar Jackson just because I think they're, they're going to be up big in this game. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm not writing them off. Just have them at six, but you know, we'll see. Uh, we got a question no, coming in from Spenward. Yeah. Got a question coming in from Spenward. Thoughts on trading away Amon Ra for Cooper Cup? One for one. I'm already running Chase, Ridley, and Addison along with Amon Ra on a 12 man PPR. It's a double flex. Chase, what say you? Ugh. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't see it being a trade that's necessary and I don't see it being anything except the possibility of a downside for you. I, I, I mean, we don't know right now what's going on with, with cup. We don't know what's going on with his injury. We don't know how, how serious it's going to be or how much they don't know either. That's why they're looking for answers. They literally have said that we're looking for answers. Um, meanwhile, Amon Ra is going to, is going to lead that team. That offense is going to flow through that man. And I, I, yeah, I don't see any benefit trading away the sun God for, for cup. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you. I, it, it, there's at, not, least not, at least not enough of a benefit to outweigh the width, outweigh the risks. I, just, I, 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 I agree. I agree. Look, the setback, that's the key word. He yeah. had, I, regardless of how severe it is, he had a setback and he's 30. You're already worried about a receiver who's 30 getting a hamstring injury in training camp and he gets a setback again right before week one. Now he's seeking out what was a specialist help about, you know, trying to get that figured out too. I just don't like anything about it. Amon Rob Brown is, is ready to go now. He's got a great match to start off week one. You're pretty much getting the same type of receiver. Is the ceiling as high as Cups? If Cups is healthy, no, but it's not that far off where I'm going to be pulling the trigger on the trade like this right now. So would you, would you be drafting Amon Ra St. Brown or would you be drafting Cup earlier right now? Because you're like you just said, this is a pre pre week one trade. Right. Who are you, who are, who are you drafting right now? If yeah. this is a one for one trade at the same position, A, those are almost always are never a good I mean, they don't make any sense. It, it doesn't make no, any no, sense. 100% with you. And by the way, to answer your question, I moved Cup down to my wide receiver 10. So I'm yeah. I am I am drafting Amon Ross St. Brown ahead of him right and now. There it is. There it is. Because of what we don't know about his his injury. Exactly, 100%. Uh, Adam, help me out with J.K. Dobbins. I got him at 14. ECR has him at 18. I just think he's – it's Houston Texans. They were – I know they have D'Amico Ryans now. And they're a little bit different defensively. And, and, no, I don't think they're going to be as piss poor as they were last year. But they were record-breaking bad against the running backs. And I got this one for you. Dobbins, 56 and a half rushing yards for his player prop. Are you with me on the over, brother? Oh, I'm with you. Uh, look, there, there's a couple rules that I hold pretty steadfast to uh, when it comes to betting, when it comes to fantasy. Uh, I've talked about don't want to play rookies. I've talked about don't want to play guys coming off of injuries. Uh, another one is a running back one year removed from their Achilles. I'm pretty much all in. Like next year with Brees Hall this time is going to be when I'm all in on Brees Hall. I've been off of him this past offseason because I don't like it this close to it. But the year after, I'm there. Dobbins, he served his time. I was conservative with Dobbins last year. I'm all in on Dobbins. I think he's going to be right back to his pushing six yards per carry ways, being incredibly explosive in this offense. And I think he fires right out of the gates against Houston Texans. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So we got J.K. Dobbins on this over for his rushing yards. We got locked that locked in. Chris, I'm going to go the other way here on Damian Pierce. I got him ranked at RB25. His ECRs at RB21. This is a tough match against Baltimore. While I have questions about their passing defense, because I think there's holes all over their secondary, and I don't think they have much of a pass rush, I don't question their ability to stop the run, as they were fifth in rushing yards allowed to the running backs last year. Uh, Damian Pierce's mark, by the way, for this game, 49 and a half rushing yards. And I don't really care about the volume because when you're only getting 4.25 yards per carry against mediocre to average run defenses, I'm not so great. That you're going to have a great t- game this one. So Damian Pierce is actually more of a wider, uh, sorry, running back three for me than an RB2. Where are you at on Damian Pierce? I'm in the same boat. I think he's a flex option at best for you this week. You're not excited necessarily to play him against the Ravens. Team. You don't expect this Houston team to score a lot of points in general. So I, I kind of question, you know, he only had four touchdowns last year. Are you really going to get a touchdown or a big play out of Damian Pierce? I'm not really sure I'm going to. So I'm not trying to play him other than maybe a flex option this week. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And a lot of people would say we're crazy, man. I don't know. Chase, Adam, are you guys going to say we're crazy? Well, last year too. Nope. Yep. See, this board, this is why we love this board. We're actually, we, we are smart. We are smarter than everybody else out there. We recognize when a dude is just a dude. Chase, how about Zay Flowers? This dude is a big dude. I just don't know when he's going to get his opportunity to be the number one. Maybe it's week one. I don't know. It's going to happen at some point. I'm super excited about Zay Flowers. Maybe not week one necessarily. I got my wide receiver 42. This just reflects again on the idea that there's a lot of guys who can go off for Baltimore. Mark Andrews is still the number one target ultimately right. when it comes down to it. Dobbins could just take over this game in the second half. So I'm not trying to play them right away, but I'm itching for me for some save flowers. Where are you at on him this week and the rest of the season? Yeah, I wish we had a better matchup for the Ravens week one so that we could see more of how they're going to distribute their, their pass looks. Because I don't think we're going to see enough pass looks to really get a great gauge on just what the split will be between Andrews, Beckham, Bateman, and Zay Flowers. I think any I think any opportunities that Zay Flowers does get, I think he's gonna he's gonna use to the fullest. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a good you know play from that standpoint. I'm just not crazy about because of this matchup, because of where it goes. We have no idea right now how that passing game is gonna be distributed. And we're not really gonna have, I don't think, a real solid understanding of it even after this game, because there's just not gonna be enough enough to go around. Yeah, I got I got all the receivers of Baltimore all in the 40s. I'm not trying to start them until I see how this whole thing shakes out. That goes for Houston. I, I'm not playing Nico Collins. I got Warrior 59. You know, I love Tank Dell, but we have to see him actually what his rotation is going to be this year. But Adam, quick question to you: Who's going to be the number one receiver for Houston by the end of the season? Um. I I think it's going to be either Metchie or Dell. Uh, I think. I mean, Stroud wanted Bell, so I guess I would probably call him the betting favorite. Uh, I, I wouldn't count out Mechie if he can kind of return to what he was at Alabama. Uh, there's definitely, you know, a shot for him there. He's a great route runner, uh, very good, consistent wide receiver. Um, but I do think it's one of those two. To me, Collins is is kind of destined to be like a, a two or three in the league for, for eternity uh, until, well, until he falls out. Um, and then Woods, I think, were kind of on our, our – last hurrah uh with 
Yeah, uh, like we're about 100%. like I heard somebody say, like, if it wasn't for the fact that he did press conferences after practice, nobody would even know he's still on the team because he doesn't do anything in practice whatsoever. Uh, let's start with the tight ends. Mark Andrews, of course, we're going to start him. Let's talk about his player prop, Chris, though. 57 and a half receiving yards going against Houston, who allowed the 14th most uh, yards to the tight ends last year. I will say this, Andrews is under that mark five of his last six games, but Lamar was also hurt during that stretch. Are you over or under Mark Andrews at 57 and a half receiving yards this week? This is a tough one for me because Mark Andrews is banged up, so I'm not sure how 100% healthy he's going to be out there. If he was 100%, I'd have no doubt I'd go the over. With all the weapons that you guys talked about for this receiving core, not really sure how everybody's going to kind of fall in the food chain. The last person they really need to figure out how to kind of involve is Mark Andrews. So I feel like he's a chance that he could fall under this number. So I'm actually not going to go over, even though it's a great matchup. Yeah, but I also can't bring myself to bet the under either. So I think it's a bet I'm just going to stay away from altogether. Because no. no. it is still Mark Andrews versus Houston. What about Dalton Schultz? I think this is the guy who's more in that do you play him, do you start him, do you sit him category. Chase, help me out. Dalton Schultz, I do have him at 10. So I'm more on the side of I'm starting him. The ECR is at 13. I think this is a team that's going to have to come back from behind. And while we might be trying to figure out who the number one receiver is going to be, I think the number one target is actually going to be Schultz as a safety blanket. What do you think? I, I think that that's exactly right in terms of the safety blanket, in terms of the safe route, in terms of the hot routes. This is going to be, this is going to be his his first game ever. This is going to be his his first start, first regular season start. He Stroud's going to be running all over the place. He's going to be looking, you know. I mean, hopefully he keeps his head on straight, but he's going to be looking. <clears throat> start, sorry, he's going to be looking for those for those outlets and those safety valves. And I think that Dalton Schultz provides perfect cover for that. I, I I think that I really like him to not just lead the yeah lead the team in targets, but yeah to really be when when everything's said and done. I like him to outperform a lot of other tight ends in the league this season because I think that he's going to be CJ Stroud's best friend. Yeah, Always. I tend to agree. Let's move on to our next 